0: Hi, I'm Amy Wenslow. This is uh, the Product Business Show. Uh, Welcome. And we've got a whole lot of new people coming into this, so I thought it would be really appropriate to take a little bit of time and talk about e-commerce. I'm going to just launch into today's talk. E-commerce, really, really big topic. The statistic that uh, we were able to find, 2016, um, they were estimating that it was going to be a $1.9 trillion market, and by 2020, it's supposed to be $4 trillion done through e-commerce. So that's an enormous statistic, right? Now, I want to shed a little bit of light here because there's also some research, um, we shared a little bit of it in the email about this morning, that in 2015, there were estimate, estimated between 12 million and 24 million websites doing e-commerce total. So it's hard to get a handle on exactly how many e-commerce websites there are and how many websites there are total in the world anyway. But when you think about this, there's 12 to 24 million e-com sites. Now, the other shocking statistic right after that same study was that only 650,000 of those websites ever do more than $1,000 a year in sales. So out of – even at the low end – 12 million websites, only about 650,000 were doing over $1,000 in sales. Kind of crazy, right? I thought that it would be really helpful to give you some of what's working right now in e-commerce and what you have to pay attention to. So we're going to dive in here and talk a little bit about the platforms that you could be using for e-commerce first, and then we're going to go into some of the tools that you need to be aware of, and the difference between selling on your own site and some branded websites, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that is, and then we'll move into what works now. So this is going to be a fast-paced call. Uh, we're probably going to go about 15 minutes over, so we'll end around quarter to 12, and I will leave time for questions. So grab your pen, grab paper, take a sip of your beverage uh, like I'm going to do, and uh, let's dive in. When you're getting started in e-commerce, There's a few systems that you absolutely have to have, and then there's some other ones that are really nice to have. Number one, you need an e-commerce platform. Now, that's going to look different ways depending on how you want to sell. So an e-commerce platform could be a Shopify site. um, It could be your own website with BigCommerce or WooCommerce or Magento installed, or your version of e-commerce might be to be on Amazon and have a listing over there. That's also e-commerce. But it operates a little differently. So there's some distinctions. So with Shopify. Shopify you can probably get set up in less than half an hour. I've known people that have done it as fast as 15 minutes for the preliminary setup. Starts at about $59 a month and then there are different add ons that you can put in there that'll raise the price but it'll also raise the function. So keep that in mind. Starts at about $79 $79 for, for really most of the functionality. BigCommerce have plugins that will work with WordPress sites. So does WooCommerce. There's different feeds with them, so you want to check their website for the latest pricing. And then Magento is the other one of the big four platforms that people use. Um, there's also Wix. That's a website builder. It's not so much an e-com platform, but they do have an e-com module. Those are some of the basic web systems. Now, related to those, things you need to pay attention to are having a system for autoresponders and sending emails to the people who buy your product. An autoresponder is a thing that once someone opts in, it automatically sends them a message. Or if they purchase something and they automatically get a confirmation from you. Some um, shopping cart systems and payment systems will have autoresponders built in. Some do not. One shopping cart is a really good shopping system that has that built in if you need that in addition to your e-commerce platform. Most e-commerce platforms are going to have an integrated shopping cart function. They probably won't need a standalone one, but it's, it's something to pay attention to. So back to autoresponders. You need a system that does autoresponders. If they're not part of your e-commerce platform, you're going to need to set them up. You can use email marketing systems to do that. There's a ton of different ways to do it. I recommend that you look at an a email marketing platform if you don't have it built into the system that you're using. So some of the, the popular ones right now are ActiveCampaign, Campaign, um, in the low end, you've also got Aweber, Constant Contact, higher up, you've got Infusionsoft, that's more advanced, it takes more setup, so pay attention to that. ActiveCampaign has a lot of the same function and it's about half the price of Infusionsoft and it's usually way friendlier for people. We did look at that for a client last week and I'm really impressed by the function it has. So keep that in mind. It's very likely that you're going to see prices, if you're looking at just email marketing, you're going to be looking at, like, an AWeber or a Constant Contact, MailChimp. Um, those systems, you're probably going to see them start, like, $20. Bucks. Um, that goes up from there, depending on your list size and how many subscribers you have. Uh, FusionSoft, bare minimum, you're going to see it be something like about $150. They have some specials that they occasionally do that are really helpful. So uh, we're Infusionsoft users. It is a more advanced system. So please pay attention to that. You are going to have to invest some time. Another one that's on the up-and-coming side of e-commerce slash email marketing is ClickFunnels. Um, we're taking a look at it for a couple things, and I'll keep you posted on it. Uh, ActiveCampaign has a lot of the automation functions that Infusionsoft has developed, and Campaigning would cost um, – I think we just – when we checked it, it was going to be about $129. It is dependent on your list size. Um, it goes up pretty significantly. Um, for our list, I think we were looking at $400 um, compared to about $300 for infusion pump I and mean, that's per month. Um, if you're looking at HubSpot, be prepared for a very steep price tag, really great system, but for our list, um, about our size, it would cost around $4,000 a month uh, for their whole system. So it's a really significant investment if you look at that being um, a per-month fee. That's $48,000 a year for just the data management system, um, contact management system, and email marketing. You're gonna Under the email marketing system, you're going to need some follow-up campaigns, and you also need the ability to do upsells and cross-sells. So um, upsells are additional items that people can buy, so you want the ability to promote to get additional purchases. And that usually comes through your email marketing system, it also comes through your shopping cart or your shopping platform. So you'll see upsells happening uh, several different ways, but uh, make sure that your email marketing system allows you to promote to people and track what promotions they like. That's really, really important. Um, Another system that you're going to need and an item you're going to need are videos and images. Videos and images will be used in both your e-commerce platform, and if that's your website, it's going to be over there. It's going to be in YouTube. But you have to have a way to capture videos and images. I'd recommend using your phone for that. If you've got nothing else, uh, get a really good smartphone and use it. Um, if you have some extra money or you want to invest a little bit extra, uh, for a couple hundred dollars, you can get a very good explainer video done and you can get some really professional photography. When we're doing photography for clients, if we're building out a set and hiring models and hiring the photographer and managing the whole shoot, you know, you'd see prices starting at around $6,000. But you would have all the right images for every application. So um, with your images, one of the things that you're going to need to think through is what pictures do you really need? So you're going to need some lifestyle shots. That's the product in action with people using it and enjoying it. You're going to need some thumbnails for different packaging uh, functions as well as on your website and and close ups for people to see on your e-com platform. And then you're also going to need some basic shots used as the main shot on a lot of things. So pay attention to that. Uh, Let's see, after videos and images, take a look at my notes. Uh, The other system you're going to need is traffic. And the the traffic systems vary widely. There's a ton of them out there. Uh, YouTube is a traffic channel. Google Ads are a traffic channel. Facebook Ads, Twitter Ads, Pinterest, Instagram, all of that are traffic sources. And their traffic channels. So you need to have thought through how you're going to convert traffic in Pinterest to purchase on shopping platforms. Okay? So the traffic systems have different functionality. You can play in them at different price points. I have a couple uh, friends and colleagues, you know, it's not uncommon to see a $3,000 ad budget per month. We have other. Uh, clients, and people that are spending as much as $30,000 per month on ad platform. So traffic is a really, really big piece. If you are going to pay for traffic, you need to have a way to track which ads work, which ones don't. That usually is through the ad platform itself and through the um, analytics of the platform. So I'll get into a little bit of what works in effect here, but I want to talk about a a related distinction, and that is this. So there's e-commerce platforms like Shopify and your own website, and then there's Amazon, which is kind of a hybrid between a shopping platform and an e-commerce branded site. So e-commerce branded sites are like walmart.com, target.com, jet.com, any large – entity that has a dot-com, what they're doing right now is they're using their dot-com platform to test items for whether it should be in the store and whether their market likes it. Okay? So it's a really important thing for you to pay attention to because how you go onto their dot-com platform determines some of the acceptance that you're going to get in their, uh, their offline store and in their offline account. So if you have pricing that you need to adjust when it goes into its offline store or something like that. You have to pay attention to that and be aware of how you're going to need to adjust the price, okay? Um, Because they'll start to use the online price as your benchmark for your offline price. So really super important to pay attention to how your performance on their website is going. And the process of getting set up to be on their website as a seller is a definitely structured. Um, it's a structured process. There's going to be separate forms that you have to do, an item set of forms, and you get different steps where they'll ask for different pieces of information. So it's not as um, fluid as putting it up on your own shopping platform or your own website. So be, be prepared for that. Now, the reason I say that Amazon is kind of a hybrid between a shopping platform and a branded site is Amazon has gotten so much um, weight to it as far as how it's selling and everybody knows it, that it's kind of become a store that's online and they're moving to offline. They're moving to doing Amazon lockers and Amazon stores and locations where you can pick up products. So there's a lot of functions. And uh, Jeff Bezos has done a great job. He's also kind of pushed Walmart's hand to get them to do more investment into their e-com, and they're, they're in a little bit of a competition right now. So I'll just say it that way. Um, so what's working now, right? Well, let's talk about well, what works. If you want your piece of the $4 trillion market that's estimated to be in just three short years online, You have to do a few key things, and I'm just going to be straight up. If you are expecting to put an item up on your website or to put a listing up on Amazon or to put a listing on Walmart.com and suddenly, magically, you're going to be making boatloads of cash and just throwing it into your bank account, then you're setting yourself up for a bit of a disappointment. It is work. When you are selling online, it is a business, and you have to run it as a business. First off, so the context of what's working is people are running these as businesses. They aren't hobbies. It's not just casual like, hey, let me see if this works, okay? So for you to do really, really well with e-commerce, you have to, number one, track your traffic sources. So you need a Facebook tracking pixel. You need a Twitter tracking pixel or Google Analytics pixel installed on your site or You need the analytics from your Shopify account, analytics from your Amazon account. you need to get conversant with what those analytics show, okay? So um, we've been helping quite a few clients lately understand reports that they're getting out of their different platforms and how should they look at these and what do these things mean. When you're looking at your analytics, you want to actually look at it for where are people going on your site, where are they looking, what are they clicking on, and then also how many come into the listing versus how many purchase, and where are people dropping out, okay? So that piece about checking your listings and your analytics is extremely important. You want to look for where people enter, where they go, where they drop out, and what percentage actually convert to purchases, okay? Okay. So install your traffic traffic tracking pixels for sure, and you want to split test your listing, your text, and your images. So any one of those three elements can influence somebody's willingness to buy. They're also probably looking at reviews, so definitely having reviews everywhere you can have Um, A system in place for asking for reviews is enormous, okay? We all check reviews. There's a reason that we do that. We're looking for social proof. So you have to have testimonies. You have to have reviews. If you're just starting out, it's really important that you get them early and get them as often as you can, okay? Um, And then you want to do something called optimizing your listing. And that's where you take the insights from your analytics, and you make adjustments, and you're tracking what works and how, what improves your listening, okay? What improves your percentages. So with that, I'm going to um, wrap the content part, and we're going to take questions. So we've got about 20 minutes, and I'm going to dive right in here. If you're on Facebook Live, you can just type your question in the Facebook Live uh, window. I am paying attention to that. If you're on the Phone line, you could press star two. That will raise your hand, and um, I'll know that you've got a question. You can ask anything you want; it doesn't have to be just about Ecom. And then on um, the webcast, you could just type it in the box that should be um, right there. So let's see. Perfect. We've got people saying that they can hear me and uh, that they're having a good time on Facebook. Um, with that, let's go over to the phone lines. Who's uh, got a question? Press star 2 to raise your hand. If you've got a problem with your e-commerce site and you want some input, we can definitely do that, too. I'm going to just uh, take a deep breath for a minute. Get a sip. Who's got a question? Okay. So let's see. The first question is coming from Northern California, it looks like. Uh, the phone number ends in 6354. Hi there. What's your question?
1: Hi, Amy. This is Glad Guy.
0: Hey, hi, Steven.
1: Oh, hanging in there. Um see, I've just got one quick thing that people keep an eye out for. On Amazon, I had a listing for, for my product, and I uh, am wholesaling to a larger company. And they mm-hmm. decided to show on Amazon also. So by that, they took over the buy box. And I was yeah. told I don't stand a chance to come close to the buy box.
0: <laughs> yeah, that it happens. Your listings can get a bit hijacked, kind of the wild west. You definitely have to pay attention, and you also have to pay attention to eBay. Some people are putting products up over there while you're trying to sell on Amazon at full price. Yeah. It's the downside of e-com, really.
1: Is the best answer to undersell, but then I'm also wholesaling to these people and they're doing a good volume with me.
0: Well, you want to actually look at the numbers and say, okay, you know, if they're on Amazon and they're doing really good numbers and you're wholesaling to them, then you're still making money. So you want to analyze which way works best. Plus, when you sell on Amazon, you've got fees that you're paying, and if you're wholesaling to them, are they holding the inventory in their warehouse, or are you holding it? How's that working?
1: Uh, they're, they're buying the inventory.
0: So they so buy I, I the don't control that. which gets you out of warehousing fees on your end.
1: Right, which, of course, I have virtually none, so.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, you know, you really have to analyze it and say, you know, if you start undercutting them, um, then you're threatening the wholesale account. Now, when you sell to a wholesaler, sometimes you'll have um, an agreement that says they can wholesale in these particular ways or channels. Um, if you didn't put that in place, then they have the right to sell anywhere that they want, really. Um, but you want to understand the accounts that they have. Normally, when you're setting up a wholesale account, you'd ask them, where do you plan to sell? Like, what accounts do you have? Because you don't want them, even in the bigger scale, uh, not just Amazon, but you don't want them presenting to Home Home Depot and another distributor or wholesaler presenting to Home Depot and you not even knowing that there's two competing things and they're competing on price and, and a bunch of stuff and you're not even aware, right? So with somebody that you're selling to and then they sell on Amazon, you, you just have to look at the numbers and make the business decision on what works for you. Do you want to upset that Apple card, you know, where if they've already owned the buy box, like they have the power to do that, meaning they sell enough other items and they're doing enough volume overall in their account, then it might be actually really good for you.
1: Well, I'm basically using Amazon now for advertising, right, so no, that's the sales that I get paid pay my pay my fees, and that's about it, but at least I'm listed on there and showing which I have to almost be
0: right, so you know, if you're using it for advertising and their, does their listing have your product name in it and your company name or what?
1: Uh, just the product name.
0: So it has your product name. Um, you know, if you have an exclusive agreement with them, meaning they can't buy the product anywhere else, um, then you might want to just drive your traffic from, say, YouTube. Use YouTube for marketing and Drive that traffic over to their Amazon listing and not even have a listing of your own. But um, you know, it's Amazon's kind of a weird bird because you don't really own the mailing list that is created through it. You know what I mean? Like they're your customer, but they're not really your customer for the end right, consumer.
1: Right. Yeah? yeah. So it's so so it's pretty much you know if I if I use them just to, so I have a presence on Amazon, I think that's you know if I can. I don't make a lot on Amazon. Most of my sales are on my website anyway, so it doesn't make that much difference.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, you have to watch it and you have to evaluate the numbers. At the end of the day, how much are are they undercutting you on Amazon or what?
1: No, actually, they're more expensive.
0: Exactly. So if it's under the same product name and somebody's price shopping, it might actually help you make Amazon sales. Because if you're the yeah. cheaper one, and somebody's searching for that exact product, if you optimize your Amazon listing um, and do the same keywords that they did, you'll come up a very, very close second in the listings, and you'll be cheaper.
1: So, how would I find out what keywords they're using?
0: Um, you can you can look at it. You can look at the listing, um, and you can usually see. You can also test it. So there's there's a bunch of different tools you can use in your listing. Which keywords did you optimize for? Do you know?
1: I don't even recall right off the top of my head. But it's going to be, you know, furniture glides, you know, floor protection, you know, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would just check the keywords that you are using the most that are most pertinent to your product. Because those are going to be the most popular anyway, most likely. And you can look at some of the keyword tools for Amazon listings. There's a ton of them out there. And, you know, see what's related. And you just got to play the game as good or better than they do so that you're close to them. You're not trying to replace them. You're actually trying to scoop traffic off of their action on Amazon. Do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, a lot of what I get is people, you know, they have to go and click for other dealers, and I'm the only other dealer. And I'm a little underpriced than they are, but that doesn't seem to be making a lot of difference. They're still doing a, you know, a much higher volume because most people don't go looking there at the secondary dealers.
0: Right, but they're also probably doing spend on it. You know, they're they're running ads or ads to their shop and that kind of thing. So, you know, unless you want to play the deep pockets game, you know, you're kind of going to be a second person on that. You know, you're going to be now, a which second person. Really
1: it's not really the worst thing because a lot of people that look on there, they're not ordering that on Amazon. They're coming over and ordering on the website.
0: Right. They're looking for more information. They're searching you online. Then they come to your website. So it's not a bad deal for you. You know, you got to kind of just play the tape the whole way through is the phrase I use i like, well, how is it really functioning instead of going, oh, my God, they own the buy box and I don't.
1: Well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm doing that basically for advertising anyway, so it's really cheap advertising if they're paying for product.
0: They're paying for product. Um, and if – I mean, you're still selling product. You're still selling it to them. And if, you're, right. if you've set up your wholesale price well with them, you're still making money, and they're helping fill your production volume. You know, you got to kind of look at it in a holistic way rather than look at it as one track, okay?
1: Uh, that, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So, it, you know, like I say, I don't really advertise much of anywhere else yet. So mm-hmm. that's why I get the bulk of my, my business anyway.
2: Yeah,
0: and, you know, if, if they're using the leverage of, you know, they've got other things that they're doing and, and they've got a reputation on Amazon and it's building and they're going to wholesale somewhere else, then, you know, make sure you've got a good wholesale price with them and play well as much as you can. Okay?
1: Yeah, well, they're they're paying a pretty decent premium for wholesale, so I'm, I can't complain there.
0: Got it. Well, then it sounds like that's probably the best scenario that you can arrange at this point with them. Um, because unless you want to get into – you know, you become a big e player and you're really pushing other items and you're developing reputation and all of those things, then you got to play the, the hand that you're being dealt here because I don't think that your budget overall is going to compete with their history and their budget. Well, I'm that's for sure. Yeah. I'm not criticizing you. It's just an observation. Hmm? Unless. You want to go in and really do significant ad spend and significant investment into building your reputation and building your presence there. They're, they're going to win the day.
1: I think I'd be better off putting, putting it into a different, uh, different form than that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you might, you might find that Facebook ads do really well for driving traffic to your website. You know, are they doing Facebook ads? I don't know. But you might find, faith actually, for you, since you're doing a furniture item, it might be Pinterest and Instagram. Because that's where women go for ideas about remodels. Think about that.
1: Yeah, and I've been, you know, that uh, the house website is a possibility, too. That would be, I can sell on there also. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, you'd have to check it. I'm not sure what their numbers are and, you know, how much it is to is advertise it? and all those things.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. They do, they do a pretty good job. I've worked with them, checked with them before. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just so something I've, for other people to keep an eye out for if they're going to go on like Amazon and things like that. You know, just prepare for, you know, what will happen.
2: <laughs> prepare for
0: competition. You know, it's, it's going to happen when you're out there in the, in the big bad world. It does, you know. So yeah, it could be
1: worse. I could have somebody just copying the product and putting it in the store, and I can't fight it anyway. So. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. So I'm going to mute your line for your privacy, and we're going to talk okay. a little bit about competitive listings. So, um, everybody, competitive listings can happen. You really have to pay attention to this. This is where somebody kind of copies your listing, and they just put it up. And they might not even have products to sell yet, but what they're doing is they're they're using – Um, they're using your listing and your um, efforts to test whether that product would work. And, you know, then they're going to kind of go leverage you to potentially buy a bunch of products from you to fulfill, and they've been competing against you. We have had some clients that have had problems with that. You can complain to Amazon. You can get listings taken down. You can say, you know, they're using my trademark. Um, But you you have to be vigilant about it, and you've got to be persistent about it. So it, that's part of it being a business is you paying attention. You know, if somebody's using your trademark information and they're using your copyrighted text, then you got to enforce it, you know, or you got to decide how to play well with them and if you want to. So there's that additional piece. With that, um, our next question is coming from uh, 0447. I think this is Anya. Is that right?
2: Hey Amy, yes, this is Anya. Uh, thanks again for, for these calls. I'm sorry, I was, I was not able to join from the beginning. So uh-huh. I am sorry if my question touches on anything that you've mentioned before. But what I'm interested in knowing is, um, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm starting out and I wanted to know, like, what do you need to start selling online? Like on your own site, on Amazon, Target, whatever. Uh, first of all, do you need a registered business name and a registered product name? Do you need those, both of those two things? And then secondly, how do you do it? Like, where, where do you start? Got it. Well, we
0: talked a little bit about where you start, but it's perfect, and I'll recap because I'm happy to do it. I went through it really fast anyway, and that's a great question. I didn't talk about, do you need a registered name? Like, do you need a registered business name, and does your product name need to be trademarked? Um, it doesn't ever need to be trademarked, but if you want the ability to tell someone to stop using the same name you're using, then you need to trademark it, okay? So um, that's an important distinction. I personally like to protect the names of products because if you've done a good job naming the product, you want the ability to be the only one using that name, okay? So I recommend that you trademark Um, unless your name is really commodity kind of driven. Like I met somebody over the weekend who's selling uh, belly button rings. You know, they can't trademark belly button rings. But if they have a brand of it, they can. So if, if you are going to put much effort behind the brand of your product, then yes, you should trademark. Whether you need to have a registered business name, I recommend it just because I think it's a good practice Um, because these are businesses, if you don't have a registered business entity, then the income that you derive is actually going to be taxed as individual income or sole proprietor. And also, since you are selling a product, and I know in your case you're selling a baby product, um, there's product liability. And Mm -hmm. you're going to need to have product liability insurance for um, a lot of the bigger-name websites, um, like – you know, Walmart, they require that you have product liability insurance. So that's going to be under your business name most likely. And Target requires it, CVS requires it, HSN requires it, QVC requires it. So it's more about your product liability insurance. Now, Amazon is a little different because they say that they're a platform. So there you really want to check your insurance requirements, check your business requirements for your category, okay, okay? because they are kind of liquid about that. Um, so the second half of your question was about how do you get started, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So did this, I take care of the first part for you?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. So in, <laughs> okay. in essence, you're, you're recommending to have a registered um, trademark for the name and have a registered name for both the business and the product.
0: Yeah, if you want to spell – through large volume, you know, you want to sell through Jet.com or Walmart.com or any of those guys, Babies R Us, then you're probably going to need the product liability insurance, and that's usually going to come under your business name, so that's why you actually would probably mm-hmm. need the business name, okay? So it's more about your insurance requirement okay. than a need, Okay. Also, it impacts your taxes. Okay. So I'm not a tax accountant, but there you go. There's the little yeah. inside piece. Okay? Yeah. So um, the how yeah. do you get started, um, there are systems that you're going to need to get started with e-commerce. And um, the basic systems are that you either need a website for your digital presence or you need a, a shopping platform presence, like Shopify. Shopify takes 15 to 30 minutes to set up, um, runs about $79 a month, and then you start getting additional features that you want, and you start adding additional monthly costs. Um, With Shopify, you can use a custom domain name. So you can actually buy a a domain name for yourself, like if you wanted to do Anya's you could probably buy that straight through Shopify, and it will – put the Shopify platform on that domain name for you. Um, you can use Big Commerce
2: mm-hmm.
0: and WooCommerce. Um, Magento is the other one um, that is really big. i suggest you kind of stay with one of those. Um, if you're going to use your own website, then you're going to need a shopping cart, um, and you could look at one shopping cart. That's a really great one. Um, there's a whole bunch of different systems you can use for shopping carts, um, you also need a payment system if it doesn't come included with your shopping cart. Most of them have an option for it, though. And Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce will all connect to payment systems for you. The, so that's your, your e-commerce platform that is just kind of getting you in the game. Separate from e-commerce mm-hmm. platforms, sometimes people just do Amazon listing or eBay listing or they just get in, like, Walmart.coms and um, HSN.com and all those guys. So you have to decide how your business is going to run. You're probably going to need a website or a shopping platform site and then move into the branded website kind of sales, like the, the big guy. Does that make sense? So yeah. start with your shopping platform or your own website with an integrated shopping option, and then the other system that a lot of people forget about is their email marketing system. Uh, email marketing is still number like one of the top ways to get repeat sales to drive additional purchases. So you're going to be looking at an AWeber, Constant Contact, Active Campaign, Infusionsoft. There's, there's a ton of systems for email marketing. It could be MailChimp, and that can do some of your autoresponders and follow-up campaigns. System-wise, an e com platform or your own website with an e with a shopping cart option, or Amazon listings. And you also want to do an email marketing system. And then the other piece is a way to capture videos or images, even if it's your iPhone. And then the last piece is traffic sources. We've got YouTube, Google Analytics. Sorry, YouTube, Google Ads, social media ads. Um, what else do we have up there? SEO, all the different ways to get people to come to your website. The traffic, if, if two sites are set up and optimized about the same way, traffic will determine which one is going to be the better selling product. So basically it's like who has the bigger audience? If the two systems are, are the same, the two websites are the same, the product the same, whoever gets the most eyeballs to the, the site will win.
2: Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank did that help? You, thank you very was much.
0: It, was it super fast? Do did, did, did you have any questions?
2: <laughs> it was, well, I just know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very helpful. <laughs> Thanks a lot.
0: I'm, You're welcome.
2: And, I'm sorry and be talking to you again me. about this stuff.
0: Yeah, and for the social media ads, you know, or the social influencer, those kinds of pieces. Um, We have this separate call we did a couple months ago about that, and I think there's a blog post on our website about it, so it's related to this. And, you know, to recap for everybody, right now, remember the stat I said from 2015, there were between 12 and 24 million e-commerce websites for the U.S. Out of those websites, out of 12 million minimum since it's hard to estimate how many websites are EON, but out of 12 million e-commerce websites, only 650,000 did over $1,000 per year in sales. So you have to get good and conversant at this. If you're not the one who's going to run all these different systems um, and put them together and put them up for your site, you have to hire expertise. Because um, it, it can be daunting to learn it, but by 2020, it's expected that it will be a $4 trillion market. And right now, it, depending on which research you look at, e-commerce applies for only approximately 9 to 11 percent of sales in the United States. Crazy, right? 9 to 11 percent of retail sales, specifically, are uh, online sales. So it's really right around 10%, we could call it, right? And by 2020, it's um, supposed to be 4 trillion. So 10% of the retail sales means that it was a 1.9 trillion market last year, and it's expected to double by 2020. So it'll be at about 20% by 2020. Crazy. Isn't that, I know you kind of like numbers, Anya, so there you go. All
2: right. Thank you so much, Amy.
0: You're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. Um, We've got time for one last question. So if you're on the phone lines and you've got a question, press star 2 to raise your hand. Um, And if you've got one on Facebook Live, you can put it up there. I'm going to go over and check our webcast see if anybody's got a question here. Okay, perfect. Okay, one last question. Um, Can you go through the the items of what works now. Sure. Opti- these are not in any particular order. Okay? Optimize your listings, meaning split text, the listing text, you know what you're writing about the product, the images, any videos that you have attached. Look at, um, you want to look at the analytics for each of them. You want to look at where people are dropping off your listing where they're coming into it, what are they clicking on. There's a lot of great tools you can use for that. You're going to be seeing uh, Google Analytics. Um, you want to make sure that you have tracking pixels installed for your traffic. So what that is, is a tracking pixel is if you're running a Facebook ad campaign, there's a little piece of code that you're going to put in the, uh, the website of your uh, e-com platform. And it will tell you whether that Facebook ad is working, how many people saw the ad, how many people clicked it, how many people purchased. So you really want to pay attention to your tracking pixels. Make sure that you have them installed for every piece of um, traffic that you're using. Google Analytics is a big one. That's a um, tracking pixel you can put on a lot of different sites. Um, it will tell you a lot about it. If you are doing a standalone website, and you want to know where people are going on your website, you can use a service like Crazy Egg. That's one we use. It runs about $250 a year. And it shows you where people are scrolling on your website, what they're doing on different web pages, where people are clicking. It doesn't give you, like, this particular person did X, but it gives you the trend information. So you can make course corrections. so those are some of the things that are working now. But definitely be optimizing your listing. Check it. Pay attention to it. Also, like Stephen brought up, pay attention for competing listings and for what's actually happening. You want to search for your items, not just always go to your listing and see how your listing is doing. You want to actually put in the search um, terms in web browsers you want to look for it on Amazon, and you want to look for it on eBay, um, because it will pop up different places, and it may be somebody who copied your listing. So you want to monitor it, okay? So with that, everybody, I'm going to take one last pass um, on the Q&A box. Refresh this. Cool. And great. It looks like we've got all the questions answered for today. With that, everybody, I'm going to open up the line so you can say a quick goodbye. And have a really wonderful week, everyone. Okay. So I see we've got people. Uh, wow. We've got Jonathan on the webcast. Um, we've got Illinois, Nevada. Uh, Denver. So everybody, have a really good rest of your week. And um, may everybody have you you. And your business to be both healthy and happy. With that, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye, everybody.
1: All right, thanks, Amy.
2: Thank you, Amy.